Do you guys ever think about the weird juxtapositions in life? Like, one day you might be at someone's funeral, but a couple of hours earlier you were on the internet watching a petite 19 year old get absolutely skewered by a couple of black dudes. <laughs> yep, life, life is weird, man. Life is weird. Alright, that was The Cure with Boys Don't Cry. And today we're talking about Peter Thiel. Boys don't cry, boys get revenge. The first season of Brad is a Bad Person was focused entirely on conspiracy theories. We mainly focused on wacky theories alleging major public deceptions. Conspiracies with no tangible evidence. Theories that have never been proven, likely because they are not true. However, today we're talking about a conspiracy that is true. A small group of people took down a gossip media outlet. In 2016, if you were to suggest that Peter Thiel was funding a team of lawyers through a shell corporation to take down Gorka because they crossed him eight and a half years ago, well, you'd be a conspiracy theorist. You might as well say that the Earth is flat, that 9-11 was a false flag, or that JFK shot first. But it was true. So who is this guy? <laughs> Peter Thiel is a gay venture capitalist. He is the gay founder of PayPal. He is a gay early investor of Facebook, a gamble that made him a gay billionaire. That's how he's described but he never wanted to be the gay anything. He wanted to keep his private life and his business life separate. On December 19, 2007, a blogger named Owen Thomas pens an article for Valleywag. Peter Thiel is totally gay, people. Valleywag was a sister site to Gawker.com, founded and run by Nick, Nick Denton. Instead of gossiping about Hollywood celebrities, Valleywag, Valleywag focused on Silicon Valley personalities, people like Peter Thiel. It was never about the Owen Thomas article, Teal would later say. It was the Nick Denton comment. My name is Morgan. I'm your host. I'm joined by Lachlan and Brad, who is a bad person. How are we today, guys? You excited for this tale of vengeance? Well, my uh, tail is positively wagging after that, uh, that intro there. <laughs> you got there. some hefty balls saying that the conspiracy theories from season one are not real. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! I said no tangible evidence, likely because they're not true. But I don't, I don't like people. what you're suggesting. <laughs> I want to distance myself the, from this publication. Half of them might be true. Half of them might not be true. All yeah. of them are definitely true. JFK wow. definitely shot first. <laughs> the, the point of the point of saying this is that what I described—that someone is. Funding a team of lawyers to take down a gossip media outlet because they annoyed him eight and a half years ago. That's a crazy conspiracy theory. If you were to say that, people would be like, that's just ridiculous. What are you talking about? Yeah. But it actually did happen. So it actually does lend credence to some of the things we were talking about in season one that maybe not all of them are totally unfounded because, hey, weird things have happened like this. Like you and I must think very differently because if someone said to me that a billionaire was trying to fuck over a media corporation, I would believe that immediately. <laughs> yeah fair um right so i've been really interested in this story ever since i learned about it i've recently read a book about it well actually i listened to a book you know an audiobook but whatever um and i've got a much deeper understanding of the whole affair now i'm going to be telling the story and we're going to be having discussions about different parts of it during this podcast it's going to be a wild ride the book i read is called conspiracy by ryan holiday 
and he does a great job of linking the story to historical acts of vengeance and famous battles in history. <laughs> he personally spoke with all the major players in the in this story and got the juicy inside details. In fact, he wrote an article about this story, and afterwards he was contacted by both Nick Denton and Peter Thiel, who wanted to talk more about it. And before this book was published, only those inside the conspiracy knew about one of the most important conspirators, Mr. A, as he is known. So, we're about to get started. Lachlan, do you want to do a beer review? Do you want to crack open a cold one with the boys? Oh, do I. And uh, it's very special this week, because finally... After all these episodes, <laughs> we have an intro. It's time to crack open a cold one with the boys. What did you think of that? Well, I, lovely sound effect there. That is fantastic, mate. Hours of hard work. <laughs> Put in that is, to get that gulping noise right at the end. That's right. <laughs> Do you know how many beers I had shit. to drink? <laughs> Anyway, this week I have uh, Matilda Bay Brewing Company Frothy, which is 4.2% alcohol, 1.2 standard drinks. It is a pale ale, and uh, it is from uh, Dandenong, Dandenong South. Oh, not far from me. So, uh, let me crack it open with you, boys. Is it Ooh. cold? It is cold. I don't like it. <sighs> the streak <Fine>. continues. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it, Al. The streak continues indeed. It's a very long streak. Um, okay, so part one of this story. Gorka. Gorka was a gossip media... Uh, website started by Nick Denton in 2003. It was clickbait and proud of it. They ran stories that they didn't verify and posted mean-spirited articles about celebrities they didn't like. They even started a live tracker of celebrities called Gorka Stalker, where people could send in the exact location of a celebrity they had spotted. Nick Denton pioneered the practice of showing page views at the top of your article, celebrating your ability to get clicks. He even ranked his authors by total page views in the office. A live scoreboard of those with the most views. He called it the NASDAQ of content. Uh, Their brand (laughs) was to bring down celebrities and the powerful to show contempt for the elite. Peter Thiel said recently on a podcast I listened to that the Gorka ethos was to tear down the powerful to twist the knife into someone successful. Gorka's everyone sucks attitude could also be construed as nihilism. One of their headlines ran, it's okay to be a hater because everything is bad. (laughs) In 2009, Peter Thiel, talking on the record to a reporter, described Valley Wag as the Silicon Valley equivalent of Al-Qaeda. But a famous George Orwell quote goes, Journalism is printing what someone else does not want printed. Everything else is public relations. So, guys, let's talk about Gorka. How do you feel about their place in the media landscape? I hate Gorka. Yeah, I was never a big fan of Gorka. Absolutely. You got familiar of them? Fucking uh, a little bit. Like, I never really read too much of that shit. I, I, I read, I used to read a lot of uh, Lifehacker, Gizmodo, and Kotaku, who are. Yeah, Gizmodo is the one I was thinking of. Yeah, Gizmodo, they're all the part tech of version. Gorka Media. Mm. Mm. Uh, they used to be okay, but 
Gorka specifically was very. It's it's like you said earlier, Mogs. It's just clickbait. Yeah, yeah. I think they were one of the the first big blogs to really pioneer that yeah, sort definitely. of definitely um, journalism. You know, really um, snarky and clickbait and shamelessly clickbait. Not like yeah. you know, and it was written like, very unprofessionally as well. It wasn't written in the standard um, sort of tone that you would see in a newspaper. It was much yeah. more casually written. Yeah, and um, quite unprofessional. Often very, yeah, quite often very snarky. And um, the author of this book, Ryan Holiday, he reads out some headlines to show the sort of thing that Corker used to publish. <laughs> so uh, I, I picked out a few of the headlines that he read because I thought they were give you a real taste for what Corker was like. So headlines: Elijah Wood emphatically not a gay. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Dolce, portrait of an ass hat. Uh, which NYC food critic is an idiot? Hint, Danielle Freeman. <laughs> Morley Safer is a huge asshole. Andy Dick gets the beatdown we've all craved. And it's not that Adam Carolla isn't funny, it's that Adam Carolla is a dumb fuck. Oh, you can't talk headline. shit about Adam Carolla. That's you a headline. You can't put dumb fuck in the headline. <laughs> That's atrocious. That's the more glaringly obvious issue. Yeah, it's um, you know, that's that's the sort of shit that they used to post. And uh, I think we we should say in Quarker's defence that they didn't really have any favours to anyone in particular. Like they, they would go after anyone and everyone if they had a story, no matter how scandalous, no matter who it was about, they would post it. So they they did post about no matter how made up it was the problem yeah. the problem is their their definition of story some of them were very like it's just a little tidbit of information and they make a big deal out of it and yeah and they were, like, they no were quite cares. proud they were quite proud to post things that were unverified rumors and yeah. you know, later it would turn which out isn't it's not good journalism yeah and they used to discuss together whether it was whether it was appropriate for them to issue retractions and say, you know, we got this wrong, or whether it was just like, no, you know, we we presented it as like, oh, this is what somebody says, so it's not, you know, yeah. It's not so it's really like if lying. you throw enough shit, some of it's bound to stick. Yeah, and I don't just- know. I don't know if you guys know what Nick Denton looks like, but no, yeah, he permanently has one eyebrow raised. Like I'm doing right now, um, and it just makes everything he says look really sarcastic. Look quizzical. And I just think that he's the perfect face for Gorka because <laughs> his face is exactly the tone of uh, voice that they use in their writing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, well, something they did do is they they posted uh, unverified rumors about. Um, Bill Cosby and about Louis C.K. You know, it turns out that they were correct in these things. They also posted mm. a lot of shit that did, turned out not to be true. But, um, you know, they would go after people who other people were afraid to go after. Like, no one wanted to write about Bill Cosby because it was like, you know, talking shit about America's dad or whatever, the, the guy that we all loved. And a lot of media outlets wouldn't go after someone like Bill Cosby until a lot of other people had and they felt safe to do so. Whereas Corker would be like, yeah, fuck it, we'll just write it. So, you know, they're not... They're not one-dimensionally bad, but they are certainly bad. Yeah. But, I mean, a broken clock's right twice a day, man. Yeah, so exactly. Redeemable exactly. In, a, in, in, a, in a small way. But, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, think I, lo- I would love to see a breakdown of their hit rate because I think it would be astronomically bad. Less than half. 
Yeah, surely. Yeah, I also I also think they pioneered that like Huffington Post BuzzFeed thing that they do now, where it's like Beyonce just dropped a new single and the internet can't even handle it. Uh, yeah, the internet <laughs> absolutely can handle it. Yeah, or, yeah. or it's like, here's or, how you know, to think about such and such. Yeah, the latest yeah. the latest episode of The Walking Dead was um, so terrible. Six things and that will kill you in your house. <laughs> Twitter is not having it. You won't believe number four. <laughs> Eight things commonly found up people's butts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. The BuzzFeed yeah. special, yeah. But yeah, that sort of uh, tone in the headlines that it's going to be really clickbaity and very casual and not necessarily about the facts or being informative. Anyway, part two, seeking revenge. The only thing that's strange about Teal's sexuality, why on earth was he so paranoid about its discovery for so long? This was the Nick Denton comment. Nick had encouraged his writers to comment on each other's articles to inflame the situation and say even more ridiculous inflammatory things. Nick was the first to comment on the Peter Thiel outing. The tone of the article is actually that Peter Thiel is great, he's smart, he's savvy, but unfortunately Silicon Valley in the world of investment is too homophobic for a gay man to feel comfortable being open about his sexuality. It was an outing and it stripped Teal of his control over his outing, so it was definitely rude, but it wasn't a snarky article. Denton's comment, however, suggests that Teal has psychological problems, that he is embarrassed about being gay. Maybe he's even self-loathing. It was never about the Owen Thomas article, it was the Nick Denton comment. After the article, Peter Teal talks to people about what can be done. What can be done about the Gorka problem, as he calls it. He starts referring to Gorka as the MBTO, Manhattan-based terrorist organization. (laughs) (laughs) He hates Gorka, and he knows that other people hate it too. Gorka has pissed off a bunch of people, but no one's ever been able to stop them. What can they do? Everyone tells him that nothing can be done. He discusses these options with many people, but the conclusion is always the same. There's nothing you can do, just accept it and try not to let it bother you. In 2011, Teal meets a 26-year-old man in Berlin who says he can help Teal with the Gorka problem. This man, who would henceforth be known as Mr. A, presents a fully fleshed-out plan. He suggests funding a shell corporation to go after Gorka using the law to look at everything they've been doing, their hiring practice, practices, how they treat their employees, libel, Fourth Amendment violations, you know, privacy violations. Tax evasion, anything and everything. The shell company would fund lawyers to find a way, find different ways to bring down Gorka. Teal is impressed with the moxie of this young kid, but says, uh, it won't work, there's nothing I can do. All those people who have told him that may have convinced him. Mr. A says, what would the world look like if everyone thought that way? This, this question was a challenge to Peter Teal, and he couldn't resist a challenge like that. He believes in the idea of great men of history, men who do extraordinary things and make extraordinary things happen. Teal's friend Eric Weinstein, an economist and mathematician, calls these people high-agency individuals. Teal resolves to be the high-agency individual to take down Gorka. So guys, (laughs) if you were a billionaire, would you fund projects to fuck with people you hate? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100 When you've got fuck off money, you really can't spend on anything. Like, that's why they buy art, because... It's like, that's the thing. What you, yeah, you've what got you so gonna... much money, you cannot... Like, there's only so much stuff you can buy for yourself. Yeah. And you you've get taxed gotta... out the ass for it, so yeah. you may as well you've get gotta, rid of it. You've got to entertain yourself somehow. Like, you're going to get bored with normal 
you know, hobbies and pursuits. Yeah, and like, that sort there's of only thing. so much golf you can play. That's right. And yeah, you'd sail around you the know, world on your yacht all the time, and you if if you're morally opposed jet. to hunting humans, <laughs> your only other option is to you know cause discord in other ways. And destroy them emotionally, financially. That's right. Make them kill themselves instead of you killing them <laughs> directly. But, um, no, I think I think you're right. If you have enough money, you can do whatever you want. At some point, you're Definitely. just like, um, you know, I should be doing something more important with this money. And more important could mean donating it to charity, but it could also just be like, uh, this, these people piss me off. I think the world would be better off without them, so I'm going <laughs> to fuck with them. Absolutely. It is going to make me think twice before I, you know, hit send on another Facebook comment or something like that. Is this person going to have the money to destroy me one day? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, uh, let's move on. Part three. This is when Gorka fucks up. So, now Hulk Hogan enters enters the story. Get ready for everything you ever wanted to hear, know, and find out about Hulk Hogan, the greatest of all time. All right, the greatest of all time, Terry Jean Bollea, <laughs> is a fucking beast. Six foot seven, 300 pounds. That's over two meters and 135 kilograms for our metric list. Six seven? Yeah. <laughs> Holy fuck. I, I thought he was like six three, six four. me. Our metric listeners is everyone except the Americans, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody says feet. No, we all say kilos here in Australia. For weight, yeah. We all say feet. We, we, yeah, we measure hard in feet. I'll anyway, give you that. Um, yeah. yeah, six foot seven. And he doesn't look that big if you look up his highlights because he's fighting people who are also fucking giants. And mm. Especially oh, yeah. one particular guy, Andre the Giant, who Andre was a literal giant. fucking giant. So, um, <laughs> anyway, Hulk Hogan was the most popular pro wrestler of the 1980s. I don't need to introduce Hulk Hogan, Hollywood Hogan, the Hulk Machine, Mr. America, the Super Destroyer. In 2005, Terry stars in a reality TV show about his family. It's called Hogan Knows Best. In front of the camera, it looks like he has the perfect life, but all is not as it seems. In 2007, Terry's wife Linda leaves him, and he has back surgeries on old injuries he sustained in his wrestling days. He is hurting, physically and emotionally. One day, Linda calls him from LA. She says, It's over. She's never getting back with him. He's devastated. Terry calls his best friend, a shock jock who legally changed his name to Bubba the Love Sponge. (laughs) (laughs) That is disgusting. (laughs) Bubba drives straight over, picks him up, and takes him back to Bubba's house. Bubba's wife, Heather, sees how badly hurt the Hulk is. She wants to fuck him. (laughs) (laughs) Who wouldn't? (laughs) Bubba Uh. says, we have an open marriage. It's been a standing invitation. She has always wanted to bang the Hulkster. Terry knew this, but what he didn't know is that Bubba had always wanted to watch. Bubba had previously installed a small camera in the bedroom because he liked watching his wife get banged by other dudes. What a cuck. (laughs) So what do you guys think of this? He's literally a cuck. I could not think of anything worse. What do you guys think of this Bubba the Love Sponge character? Uh, He deserves a name like Bubba the Love Sponge. I can't believe that. <laughs> he, he actually legally changed his name to Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah. So he when, deserves a name like that. So it's not just a stage plow name, he legally changed his name. Yeah, so when it, when they're in court, they have to call uh, him Bubba the Love Sponge. The Love Sponge. All I can think is like a big, like over-saturated sponge just dripping with jizz. Oh. 
Like, that's what a love sponge has got to be, surely. Surely, yeah. And um, it's just sitting there in this puddle of just no. cold, <laughs> congealed semen. Alright, well, anyway. Um, the- I'm, a very, I'm a very visual person. Oh, <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, keep it to yourself. Um, <laughs> yeah, Bubba is a, he's a shock jock in Tampa Bay, Florida. And uh, you know what shock jocks are like. We have a few here in Australia. And, you know, they're, they're trying to get attention and they're doing outrageous yeah, outlandish things. So, like Howard yeah. Stern is probably the most famous one. Kyle and Jackie O, fight us. Yeah, in Australia, Kyle and Jackie O. Yeah, Howard Stern, kind of. I think Howard Stern kind of does it in a way where he comes off not looking so bad. I think he encourages. No, he, his he just guests. does shocking things on yes. the air. Like, yeah. it's he's still a shock jock. He's just he yeah, doesn't make okay. himself look like a cunt. He makes other people. <laughs> yeah. So uh, apart from having uh, other dudes bang his wife and him secretly filming them, which is fucking creepy, uh, Bubba the Love Sponge is also known for calling the Haiti earthquake a cleanse. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's also known for uh, slaughtering a wild boar and barbecuing it live on air. Oh, that's okay. So somebody, well, sounds okay. Somebody killed a wild boar, brought it in. Uh, well, you know. Trapped a wild boar, brought it in, he slaughtered it and killed it. Eh, it's not so bad. But he got sued by animal rights activists because he played sound effects of a pig squealing to make it seem like there was a struggle, even though there wasn't. <laughs> so he had to prove that he didn't actually do that. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. So, like, they killed it quickly then. That would be my concern yeah. is that, like, he tortured the fuck out of it because he has no idea what he's doing. No, but that's what they made because it he's a shock jock. Yeah. Wanted to Brad, yeah. you think a one. dude named Bubba the Love Sponge doesn't know how to kill and butcher a pig? <laughs> I think he knows to take a load, not how to fucking kill a pig. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Uh, you know, I, I cannot empathise at all with the motives of someone who wants to see their uh, loved one get banged. If that's what you're yep. into, I think... You know, you're yeah, really pushing the limits of my libertarianism here because I really where? don't want to condone this. But if that's really what you're into, that's I guess that's fine. But yeah, we're we're not here to kink shame. No, oh, I knew you were going to say kink shame. Don't say kink shame. There is there is no way at all that you can film somebody having sex without their permission. That's just no. That's not okay. Wrong on no. all levels. Uh, yeah. No. Agree. Uh, right, moving on. Mm. <laughs> so part four, the sex tape. Almost five years later. In March 2012, Hulk has his life back on track. He's got a new wife, but those few dark weeks he spent with Bubba and his wife were about to revisit him and turn his life upside down. There are rumours of a Hulk Hogan sex tape. It's all over the news, but it's unconfirmed. Assuming that the Hulkster himself is behind these rumours trying to get publicity, Vivid and Sex.com get in touch with Terry, asking him to sell them the tape. Terry's lawyer makes it extremely clear that he is not aware of any sex tape, and therefore, if one does exist, that it was filmed without his permission, and they will take legal action against anyone who dares to release it. In reality... Fair enough. <laughs> yes. In reality, there are several sex tapes. One of them is sent to AJ Delario. He watched the full 30 minutes before cutting it down to a 1 minute, 41 second highlight reel, and posted it on Gawker.com with the headline... Even for a minute, watching Hulk Hogan have sex in a canopy bed is not safe for work, but watch it anyway. So that's well, the sort of headlines you get on uh, Gorka. So uh, what would you guys do if you had access to a celebrity sex tape? And I'm assuming you wouldn't just send it to somebody who works for a shitty media outlet without... No, no, any... I'd try and bribe the celebrity. What? 
Blackmail, baby. You want to commit another illegal blackmail or extortion? What are they going to do? Report me? I'll release the (laughs) sex tape to the press. It's called blackmail, Brad. Yeah, but you'll go to jail. That's blackmail 101. You'll go to jail. How? It's literally a crime. They won't report me because I've got their sex tape. It's the they perfect absolutely crime. will. No. At the end of the day, a sex tape's not that big a deal. Sending you to jail would absolutely be worth it. Well, it's the way you get famous for some people. Yeah, I know. Some empires were founded on this, but mm. um, <laughs> if I had access to a, a sex tape, I, don't know, I would probably do shit with it. Presumably, to get access to that sex tape, you're a close person in their life or something Would you like jerk that. one out? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's be honest here. Uh, I'm, I thought you'd lie about that, but no, thank you for being honest with us, Brad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, you, what, are you saying you wouldn't? I absolutely would. Morgan? Uh, it depends who it was, obviously. Yeah, well, presumably, if they're a celebrity, they're a good-looking person, If it was the six foot seven, 130-kilo friend of yours. <laughs> railing some tight little thing. Oh, <laughs> Surely you've got to rub one out. It's not a good angle either. Surely you've got to rub one out. No, I wouldn't. And I actually haven't seen the Hulk Hogan (laughs) sex tape. And I think it's actually respectful not to do that because he didn't want it released. (laughs) I don't want to. I don't think it's appropriate for me to watch it. It's out there now, mate. You may as well. Yeah, once it's on the internet, it is eternal. Like corker writers, you know. Like no, no, no. (laughs) We're not releasing it. We're just saying it's out there now. You're just reveling in the you know degeneracy of it being released. That horse horse has bolted. <laughs> the cat's out of the bag. It is like that stallion has mounted, and I mean he's um. been duly compensated for it. So, <laughs> spoiler. Yeah, true. Actually, now that he's again, spoiler alert for later on. But now that he's rich yeah. off it, then um, yeah, maybe. But um, no, I mean what you said before, Lachlan, was that you know um, this was this was the time when a lot of celebrity sex sex were coming out and mm. yeah it was always like a oh you know we're really unhappy about this and we really don't want you to release it but then behind the scenes they were actually the ones selling it to some company to release it so it was yeah. all orchestrated behind the scenes so a lot of people did think this was what was going on for uh, mm. the hogster but he made it very clear like no i didn't film sex tape i had no idea how this came out uh how this got filmed and if it comes out i'm going to sue anybody and everybody who releases it because i didn't you know, I didn't do this. So yeah, that's um, right. He's he's the all American man. You know, he, yeah. he's too pure for that sort but of thing. I think option number <laughs> one, <laughs> not too pure to have a crack, a crack at Bubba's slam piece. Though. No, look, he was he was vulnerable, Brad, and she came onto him. Yeah, no, true, true. That is I'm not I'm, all onto her. I'm not admonishing the Hulkster, okay? He was he was a single man. Bubba's the one who should be ashamed. That's right. Oh, Bubba yeah. should be ashamed of himself for multiple reasons. Deeply that's, ashamed. That's definitely one of them. <laughs> um, but yeah, like option option number one would be to uh, try to blackmail the person with it. Option number yeah. two, sell it to the highest bidder, which could in- yeah could include the person who you know owns yeah. it. And then uh, option number three, which I would take, is when you just destroy it because nah. it's the right thing to do. So you and your it. morals. <laughs> Sick of your friends with yachts making fun of you? Jealous that they are banging supermodels on their yacht while you are only banging regular models in your landlocked penthouse? Premier Yachting has a very special offer for Brad is a bad person listeners. 
Go to premieryachts.com.au and enter code BIABP at checkout for $60,000 off your first yacht and the first month of docking fees free. But hurry, this is a limited time offer and only valid for the first 75 users who enter the code. So get going now to premieryachts.com.au. Live the high life like you deserve. So, part five, the lawsuit. This was exactly the type of case that Peter Thiel had been hoping for. This was not celebrity gossip. This was not fake news about celebrities that Gorka could get out of because the libel cases in America are so hard to win, especially concerning public figures. This wasn't some dodgy business practice that may get them a slap on the wrist. This was the malicious posting of an embarrassing private video that was filmed without someone's consent. Charles Harder, the lawyer of Teal's Shell Company, calls Terry's lawyer and tells him that he represents a group of people who are sympathetic to this case and want to help pay the legal bills. Harder doesn't say he's working for Teal, a billionaire who is willing to spend millions, tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions on this case. Harder is deliberately vague about this. Gorka's legal defense strategy had always been to outspend opponents, to bury them in legal documents to the point where they weren't willing to spend all of their time and all of their money to fight them. The opponent would simply give up. They may have been embarrassed by Gorka, but no one has the energy to actually fight them all the way through. Gorka were annoying. They embarrassed you and made you mad. You wanted justice, so you spend a bunch of time and a bunch of money trying to get even, only to realize that you should have just ignored it in the first place. They all come to the realization that Pete of Teal refused. Nothing can be done. You just have to let it go. But this was no ordinary plaintiff. Teal provided essentially unlimited money, and Terry Belayer, Hulk Hogan, provided unlimited determination. No one fucks with Hulk Hogan. He would not <laughs> give up. <laughs> <laughs> As legal proceedings often do, the case went on for what seemed like an eternity. The sides brought motions to win small victories, to try to annoy the other side. It was a war of attrition, and it appeared Corker was destined to win. After all, they were worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and Hulk Hogan was, as Peter Thiel later described him, a single-digit millionaire. (laughs) (laughs) That's so rude. Get get flexed on. (laughs) Thiel's got fuck-off money, though, so, like, Hogan was a pleb to him. Absolutely. Uh, The federal courts were a dead end. Terry Blair dropped his federal case and pursued Gorka in Florida State Court, seeking $100 million in damages. There is a wrestling term, kayfabe. It means the performance of scripted events. The participants act as if they hate each other. They put on a show, they talk big, they talk tough. Shortly, this $100 million is kayfabe. They say $100 million, but they'll settle out of court. Everybody does. One lawyer says we're suing for X, and we will not take a penny less. The other lawyer says, we've done nothing wrong. We're not giving you a dime. This is kayfabe. As the trial approached, both sides had spent upwards of $10 million each on the whole legal battle. How was Terry funding this? Surely he was out of money by now. Gorka were convinced that he would settle, but he kept fighting. Behind the scenes, he was offered a settlement of $10 million. He said no. The settlement (laughs) offers kept growing from there. Stick it to him. (laughs) The settlement offers kept growing from there, and his ex-wife Linda made him promise her, if they offer you $20 million... You have to take it. However, speaking later to the author of the book, Terry Belair explained that he would not accept any amount of money. He was angry and he wanted vengeance. 
They fucked with the wrong guy. (laughs) (laughs) There is another wrestling term, shoot. It refers to the unscripted moments. When something happens that wasn't meant to happen. When a wrestler who is supposed to lose refuses to play by the script. As the trial was fast approaching, Peter Thiel got a message to Hulk Hogan. Through Mr. A, through Hulk's lawyers. Gorka thinks this is all kayfabe, but it's about to become a shoot. (laughs) Speaking his language. (laughs) So, you guys, do you think uh, Hulk Hogan should have settled? Absolutely not. He's a man of extreme principles. (laughs) Yeah, as as a principle thing. Yeah, like he... It's it's the Hulkster. Fight to the end. Yeah, the Hulkster doesn't settle. No, he doesn't. He doesn't take a take a loss. No. Well, if you think about it from his perspective, right? Somebody called up his lawyer, and he doesn't know it's Peter Thiel, by the way. But someone called up his lawyer and said, "We're going to pay all your legal bills." So he hasn't paid a cent. Gorka yeah. thinks he's in the hole for like ten million dollars. Like, how's he yeah. funding this? As Peter Thiel said, he's a single-digit millionaire. That's less than ten million dollars. <laughs> so how the fuck is he funding this? Uh, so they think he's running out of money. So they want to offer him a large amount of money. So he just walks away and feels like, you know, at least I'm not bankrupt. But yeah. in reality, he hasn't spent a dime. So he's got all his money that he's already had. He's got then, nothing yeah. to lose. And then yeah, he is. He can take this settlement money and he walks out and he's got that as spending money. Like that's not, um, you know, recouping that's walking his, around money. That's not recouping his attorney fees, though. <laughs> that is him. Yeah. Like having extra money. Plus, now. I'm assuming that whoever loses the case has to pay the other person's legal fees, right? Uh, no. Generally, yes. No. Generally. That's something you sue for. Well, uh, Gorka's settlement offers, they also came with a threat. They said, if we go to trial, we'll win, and then we'll come after you for attorney fees. So it's like, hey, we're going to fucking beat you in court. You're not going to get a cent. And then we're going to come after you for attorney fees, which is going to be like an extra 10 million. Or you can take the settlement offer, which is, you know, upwards of 10 million, and then walk away with that money. So from his perspective- Yeah, I I know that they're like separate judgments, but I think that you, you have to submit your costs and then the court decides whether it's fit. Generally, yeah, yes. I don't. Yeah, so it, you, it's you just win another it. trial. It's just another yeah. trial. You just sue them again for legal fees. Yeah. yeah, I'm not sure they'd win that because it's a legitimate case. It's not like he was bringing forth a meritless case or something. But anyway, that's that's beside the yeah. point. I think they were saying we're going to fuck you. We're going to keep fucking you in the ass because we're going to make you come back to court. Like we're going to fuck you harder than you fuck Bub as well. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but anyway, from from Hog's perspective, he can just take this money and walk away. Someone that's been paying his legal fee legal fees so now he's just got 10 15 20 million dollars however much they're offering him and you can just go live on a fucking island somewhere you know why not why wouldn't you take it it's principle. why wouldn't you yeah principle it's the hulkster because he's that would risk it for the biscuit you, you wouldn't win you'd be settling you'd be saying that they didn't do anything wrong yeah so it's an it's an agreement that you both were wrong i guess i don't know or both right yeah well it's not a it's not a victory yeah, he was. Um, yeah, he said that if he took their money, that would be them rewarding him for quitting, and he doesn't like being Absolutely. rewarded for quitting. Ugh. Absolutely. So yeah, what a man! What but a man! That last sentence that I said, right? Uh, Gorka thinks this is all kayfabe, but it's about to become a shoot. How erect do you think Hulk got when he received that message uh-huh. from the guy who'd been paying all his legal bills? Because <laughs> up till now, he doesn't know who this guy is. He still doesn't know. But when he gets that message, he must have realized at that moment. This motherfucker is as ruthless as me, and he wants to take down Gorka just as yeah. fucking bad as I do. Let me let me put it this way: he's six foot seven standing up. He would have been six foot seven laying down as well. <laughs> 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 oh, 
Oh, I see. Yeah. What a message. That that like that that there shows you how bad Peter Thiel wanted this. Like he's he's getting oh. a message to Hulk through through. He's learning people. wrestling terms yeah. just to fucking pass messages on. Yeah. That's awesome. It's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Alright, so part six is the trial. Gorka was sure they would win, or at least they were sure Terry Belea wouldn't win. They assumed the case would get thrown out before trial, or at the very worst, they would have to settle with Belea out of court. They never envisioned actually going to trial. As the date of the trial drew closer, they started to get worried. After all these years, all these motions to delay, playing the long con, hoping that Belea would run out of money, after all this time, they were actually going to court. Some information came out in the discovery process and the depositions that would haunt Corker in front of a jury. So number one, AJ Delorio, the guy who posted the article with the highlight reel clip, had a history of doing similarly disgusting, unethical things. In discovery, Belay's lawyers gained access to an email exchange he had with a young woman after he posted a video of her having sex on a bathroom floor in a bar. She begged him to take it down. She was drunk at the time and didn't remember the filming. He didn't care. Her father even messaged AJ and pleaded with him, saying, Please, you have to understand that I've spent the last couple of days watching my daughter get fucked in a pool of piss. You have to take it Ugh. down. AJ Ugh. responded to this email saying, These things pass. Don't make a big deal out of it. Oh, gosh. Oh, just a class act. Legally, you were allowed to be so cold and unfeeling towards this girl and her father. Maybe so. But at least one of the jurors in Florida later admitted that he could barely contain his rage when these emails were read by Belea's lawyers. This wasn't a good look in front of the jury. The second That's just good lawyering. The second thing yeah. that came out, AJ Delorio refused to take his deposition seriously. He was cold and callous. In his deposition, he admitted that he didn't take Belea's feelings into account before posting the video. He admitted that he was aware that Belea had been claiming that he didn't know he was filmed, he said that it was newsworthy, and that's why he was allowed to post it. The lawyer interviewing him asked, Is there any celebrity sex tape that wouldn't be newsworthy? Maybe if it was a kid. Under oh. what age? Four. No four-year-old oh. sex tapes. Oh, he God. did not say that. Yeah. What the fuck? That's disgusting. So, age- Under four. <laughs> so, so five to 17. Perfectly no worries. Fine. Yeah, that's fine. AJ would Coast later through. claim this was a joke. Of course it was a joke. But who makes a joke like this when they are being legally deposed? When they have sworn <laughs> that is not the time to be cracking jokes. <laughs> when they have sworn to tell the truth and are under penalty of perjury. No one laughed at the joke in the deposition. No one laughed at the joke when it was played for the jurors in Florida. Even AJ's lawyers didn't want to defend his words. Their advice to him was, get off the stand as quickly as possible. Oh. Belea's lawyers spent tens of thousands tens of thousands of dollars on audio visual equipments so they could show the jurors emails, Gorka headlines, and videos of these depositions. It was a small courtroom in Florida, and they knew that a story is more compelling when you can see it for yourself. Reading out AJ's words would make him seem bad. Letting the jurors see him say those words would make it clear this guy is a cunt. Oh, Absolutely. It drives the, home, the point home, doesn't it? You can make the case that Hulk Hogan is a ridiculous figure. He is over the top and cartoonish. He is hard to take seriously. However, Terry Belair is a person, a man who sought comfort in his best friends after his wife left him, 
and after his back surgeries had failed. Anyone can sympathize with a person who has been secretly filmed having sex and then had that video uploaded to the internet. No one in their right mind thinks that is okay. This was a gratuitous privacy violation and the jurors awarded Terry Belayer, Hulk Hogan, $141.1 million in damages and emotional distress. Nick Denton was on the hook for $10 million personally and AJ Delorio for $100,000 personally. Nick Denton knew this was a possibility. He had previously suggested that Belayer had only a 10% chance of winning if they ever made it to trial. He didn't think that would happen, but he knew that if it did, he would appeal the decision endlessly. However, the trial was not in federal court. It was in Florida state court. And in order to appeal, the defendant must lodge a bond equal to the judgment amount, capped at $50 million. Jesus. Not many companies have $50 million just lying around, and so Gorka was immediately, effectively, bankrupt. Victory. Rip in pieces. Get fucked, Gorka. Press S to spit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes, what a tune. Justice, what do you guys think? Oh, I'm six foot seven laying down right now. <laughs> you guys aren't going to like this. I actually think it's bullshit that Hulk won. What? Yeah. I think that journalists, like I fucking love Peter Thiel. I fucking love Hulk Hogan. I fucking hate Gorka. But on the principle alone... I don't think someone should be able to sue a media company because they posted an article or a video that they didn't like or they didn't know about. It's not like AJ Delorio filmed it himself and then put it up. He got given the video and he's a journalist. He's going to use it. If anything, Hulk should have sued uh, Bubba the Love Sponge for obviously releasing the video. Well, filming it first and releasing it. Yeah, he did. He he sued him for copyright on it because he needed the copyright for Federal Claims Court because he, he was saying that, you know, it was my, like, I'm in the tape, so I should have the right to determine who gets to watch it, so therefore I should have the copyright on the tape. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I get your point, Lachlan, but I think if somebody is sending you a video and you mm. have reason to believe that that video was filmed without that person's consent... You have no business posting that anywhere online. And I agree, Bubba the Love Sponge was the um, main... um, Perpetrator. Yeah. But, you know, that's... So, what what do you guys think about Julian Assange? What about him? What do you mean? Well, he's posting all this shit that makes a lot of people look really bad. And it's the same situation. He was given the information. Um, Do you think that he should face charges for that? But those people are doing something wrong. Hulk Hogan's having consensual sex in a private bedroom with uh, a woman who wants to bang him. He's not doing anything wrong. And to expose- Doesn't matter. His private life when he is not committing any crimes, he's not putting anyone in danger. He's just doing his thing. You know, that's wrong. If somebody's, you know- I think it sucks. And I think morally, it's not a good thing to do. But I don't think that you should be able to legally punish someone- for doing that. Did, I, I have a question. Did Gorka take the video down when Hulk requested? So, um, no, of course not. No, they, they didn't take it down. They The lawyers sent Gorka um, 
you need yeah. to take it down. They refused to do it. When the case was going through the federal courts originally, they um, the Hulk side was trying to get an injunction to get them to take the video down, but the judges were saying, you know, until anything's proven, like, we don't know who owns the video, so they can leave it up. Like, we, we can't tell them to take it down. However, when it was in the civil court, the the judge who was running that said that they need to take it down until the trial is over. And then Gorka would just mm-hmm. like, no, the federal court said we didn't have to take it down, so we're not taking it down. We're actively refusing to, like, Yeah, no, they, they deserve it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad that they went bankrupt. Don't get me wrong, because I think no, they're an I absolute mean, piece of shit organization. But, again, I, I just don't think that legally they did anything wrong. And I think it sets a dangerous precedent as well of people being able to sue because someone posted something that they don't like. It's not about them not liking it. It's about them not having the right to post the private information of somebody who didn't know if that it's they given were being to you, if filmed. It's, if you are given information, I think you should be free to do whatever you want with that information. Okay, so you, so you should think people should be allowed to be doxxed then, for example. I don't. I think the act of doxing someone should be illegal, but I don't think if if say so if say CNN you ran someone's Morgan, details like someone that they dislike, they ran their house address, you know where to find it, phone number, email address, social security number if they got that or something, driver's license number. You don't you don't have a problem with that because it's the if same that's, thing. If that's freely available information, no, then- it wasn't freely available. It was given to them. Okay, it was given to them, and that's fine. If if you <laughs> listen, if you Whoa. listen, if you made a text file with Morgan's phone number, date of birth, address, all that sort of thing, yes, and then gave it to me, yes, I don't think legally there should be any reason that I can't post that on the internet. Oh, wow. Because it's, uh, um, it's dangerous it's, it's information. If, if I'm a journalist, so do you think if yeah. I, it's information? If harm comes to me because of that, that I should be going after Brad and not you. Yes. Right. Um, well, the other thing about this this case was, you know, he didn't sue Bubba the Love Sponge for damages and emotional distress and blah blah blah. He definitely Partial- should have. Well, partially. Because- I agree with that. I agree that Bubba should have got got yeah. got. Partially because Bubba didn't have the money you know, the Gorka has to be sued for, but also because um, these tapes were actually stolen off Bubba's possession. So there was a, there was a, a long chain to get from the, the doing to the posting of the video online, but Bubba filmed it without Hulk knowing that it was filmed. And then... Um, so Bubba, Bubba filmed it for himself and then someone stole it from Bubba. Yeah, he filmed it for himself so he could jack it to it, presumably. And then he put yeah. it in his collection <laughs> of, uh, you know... Dude's banging my wife that he likes to uh, watch. Apparently. Yeah, because he can't get a hard enough dick to bang his own wife, so he's got to watch other dudes do it and just, you know, jerk hey. his flaccid, flaccid little dick oh, while he's watching. Anyway, so then this... <laughs> while while he's moving offices in uh, Tampa, because he had the... He stored these videos in his studio, in his office. I don't know why, but... That's not clever. When they were moving offices, apparently a rival DJ stole them. Stole these things. <laughs> so, it's not like Bubba didn't release them, but it was like, it was filmed with Daddy's permission, and then it was stolen, and then it was given to somebody who was trying to extort Hulk Hogan, and they uh-huh. released a video to uh, 
Corker and TMZ and other outlets, and Corker was the only one that ran it. But um, yeah, like this was part of an extortion plot, and um, he yeah, he but didn't, Gawker weren't didn't trying to extort filmed. him. Gawker weren't trying to extort him. They were just the media needs to be free to use any information that they get given. Gawker was trying to make money off Hulk Hogan's private life. It's not a. It's not. They it's weren't not trying journalistic to integrity. There's, there's it's nothing, not journalistic. No, it's not journalistic no. integrity. Sorry, there's but nothing of journalistic value. Sorry, it doesn't all. matter. It doesn't matter. That's what subjective. It, yes, it absolutely, that's does. subjective. That is subjective. No, Lachlan's right there. That it doesn't matter. Like what one person considers newsworthy and important is yeah. you know, not the same as other people. But I, I, I don't, don't think we're going to agree here. No, but what what I'm saying is that if Hulk had uh, been overheard saying some stuff at a restaurant that he shouldn't have been saying like he's talking in mm-hmm. public and you know he has the reason to assume that uh anything he's saying could be recorded you know it's not the same but like he's gone into a private bedroom with people who haven't told him that he's being filmed he has no reason to think he's being filmed and then what's going on in that private bedroom which is between him and someone else is now being used and effectively you know, ruining his image and his reputation. You know, he's like the all-American good guy that he, you know, he sells kids vitamins and he has his own. He had his own cartoon show and stuff. Like, you know, all of a sudden, he's you know banging some dude's wife. You know, that's yeah. So he needs to go good. after the person who filmed it. Yeah, no, but Gorka. If if Gorka had have paid Bubba the Love Sponge to get that video, then they're liable. I would agree with that, but. They've just been sent this video. Do you honestly think they didn't pay someone for that video? Because they absolutely were. Gawker. They didn't, but they yeah. could have, yeah. They, they didn't. didn't. What do you mean they did? Surely they, they, they didn't. They didn't. I, it was I, given to them. I didn't get into it in the story because it's kind of side plot that's a bit, you know, long-winded. But basically what happened was that there were three tapes. And on the third tape, or well, on one of the three tapes, Hulk Hogan was saying the N-word quite a bit after he banged this dude's wife. So, the person who stole these tapes, they have three tapes. They want to extort Hulk Hogan, get as much money as they can out of him. So, they release yeah. the first tape to a bunch of media outlets. As a threat. To try to get a lot of publicity for that, hoping to that- To show that they're serious. Uh, they would hope that Hulk Hogan would see that there are sex tapes of him, go, oh my God, it must be Bubba and his wife. And I said some horrible things that can never come out. I have to pay off these people. It's to so prove it was, that you've got the tapes. It was a part of an extortion plot. So they, they sent one of the tapes, which had sex and no racism in it, to mm. media outlets. It's like when you published. kidnap someone and you cut their finger off and send them to their family. <laughs> it's exactly Thinking the same. It's to, it's to prove that you've got yeah. the person. Yeah, like a photo with the today's paper or something. Yeah, exactly. You know, that cliche. Exactly. Yeah. I, I get what you're saying now. Otherwise, okay, they could just sense. be bluffing. Yeah, uh, I, yeah that makes so more sense. I don't think I don't think we are going to agree on this, like you said, Lachlan. But I think no, definitely you, not. I don't think people. I, should I have a be... question for you, though, quickly, Lachlan. Okay. Does a journalist have to respect any 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 kind of privacy in anyone's life at all? Is there a line for you? Like, just I'm just curious if there's a line for you. Like, like I said, morally, I don't think it was the right thing to do. Yeah, I know, I know morally. I'm talking about legally. Okay, so should there be any line that protects people's privacy from journalists? I don't know if you know about this, but in the UK, uh, journalists at the Sun hacked into people's voicemails to get information that they wouldn't have been able to get otherwise. Yeah. Yes, that was that was the journalists themselves. They were doing that, and they used that information. Mm-hmm. I think that should be illegal. Yeah, but if a journalist is given a video, what if, okay, what if or, they pay for or it, information? But- 
I think there's a difference. If they actually say, I will pay you to get this information, that's wrong. What if someone but steals it, for example, someone, and goes and sells if it? If someone offers it to them for money, yeah. I think that's okay. Ooh, well, Obviously, it's hard to prove in court whether they were given it freely and then paid for or, it or whether they put the offer out there and said, yeah. I will pay you to get this information. That's hard to prove, but- I think there is definitely a difference. Yeah, but surely, surely the idea that it's okay to accept these things and pay for these things is encouraging it to happen. Like that's the idea with um, child pornography being illegal. It's not that you know somebody watching child pornography is harming a child, but they're them watching it means that they have created demand for it, which is going to create the supply for it. So they, even though they didn't participate in the uh, you know, actual illegal crime, which is, you know, the, the very worst thing a person could ever do to another person. Um, but it, they didn't participate in it, but they are artificially, well, not artificially, but they are essentially creating a uh, demand for it, which of course will increase the supply of it. Yeah, that's hmm. a good point. So basically, um, Lachlan supports job. <laughs> that's. You want to change your position uh, now, boy? So what- my point is that Lachlan, you know, you can you can say there is a there's a nexus here. There's like a, an original person who has all the blame, and nobody else has any blame. Yeah. But I think as you yeah. go out, the blame does get lessened. But people still have have to take responsibility for their actions. And if you're doing something that is legitimately wrong, uh, and you know, undeniably wrong, say if you are stolen selling stolen goods that you know were stolen, that's wrong, and you shouldn't do that. That should be illegal. If you're uh, accepting something that was obtained illegally and using it, profiting off that, I think that should be illegal as well. You shouldn't be able to profit off something that was done illegally because then, you know, you, you might not have involved in the original act, but you are creating a supply for that sort of thing and you are profiting off something that is illegal and shouldn't be uh, done, you know. I disagree. Okay. Agreed this goes back to this goes back to pressing the button for a million dollars. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah and I was right. We're not going to we're not going to bring agree that up relevance. again. We're not going to agree. <laughs> anyway, um, something that Peter Thiel did was immediately he filed a bunch of other lawsuits against uh, Gawker, which weren't uh, totally meritless, but they were basically meritless. And he did that just to make it really hard for them that you know they're already using up a lot of their time, and then it would also scare off people who were maybe wanted to bail them out because they could be on the hook for more legal fees. So, a uh, genius plan there by uh, Peter Thiel. <laughs> and part seven is Peter Thiel being a sore winner. So, <laughs> during, the, during, the introduction, yes. during the introduction to the book, the author paraphrases the following Genghis Khan quote, the greatest happiness is to vanquish your enemies, to chase them before you, to rob them of their wealth, to see those dear to them bathed in tears, to clasp to your bosom their wives and daughters. Oh, good gosh. Oh. Yeah, Genghis Khan was a bad motherfucker. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, con- conquer the uh, Mongolian steppe by being a pussy, so. <laughs> uh, after this was over, Peter Thiel reveled in it. Here is my favorite examples of him being petty. So Thiel's lawyers became Gorka's creditors, and they fought Gorka's <laughs> attempts to have a big farewell party for all their staff. In the end, they... <laughs> what a dick move. Yes! In the, in the end, they agreed to only let them spend $1,000, and consequently, they ran out of booze at the party. 
<laughs> if all their staff in New York down, they had a thousand dollars for a go. <laughs> Get fucking shit on. Um, oh, another wow. one. AJ Delorio was on the hook for a hundred thousand dollars because he had no money when the trial started, so they didn't want to bother going after him for too much. But Peter Thiel put a two hundred and thirty million dollar hold on AJ's personal bank account. I don't know what that means, but effectively, AJ couldn't access what little money he had, so he had to start selling his personal items. Yes. So he owes $100,000 to Hulk, and Peter Thiel got a hold placed on his account and said, you can't spend any of that money until you've paid off uh, uh, your debt to Hulk. So, and lastly, this one's my favorite. Uh, Peter Thiel famously backed Donald Trump in 2016. He gave a speech at the Republican convention and all up he donated $1.25 million to the Trump campaign. Robert Mercer threw a post-election costume party to celebrate Trump's win in December of 2016, a month after the election. The theme of the party was heroes and villains. Donald Trump, of course, went dressed as Donald Trump, but (laughs) Peter Thiel went to this party on Long Island fully decked out in all the gear as Hulk Hogan. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Fucking yes. When did he reveal that he was uh, backing Hulk Hogan to Hulk? Well, the plan was the plan was that it would never get revealed. But yeah. a few people figured it out and it was a, a like um like a month after the decision or something like that. But um Forbes ran an article that saying, you know, Peter Thiel was behind this and you know, we have people who are close to him that know it was him or whatever. And then uh Straight after that, he wrote a an editorial for the New York Times where he said, yes, I did it, and this is my reasons for doing it. Oh, my God. So, yeah, he never wanted it to... He never wanted did it to... Did the Hulk... Like, did the Hulkster and Peter Thiel ever meet face-to-face, or is it uh, just a beautiful well, relationship of ships passing in the night? Yeah, I don't know if they actually ever did meet, but, yeah, like, Hulk didn't know the whole time that it was going on that Peter Thiel was funding it. And um, oh. Peter Thiel also gave a... Gave a um, press conference about it as well after he wrote this article he did a press conference where people could ask him questions and they're asking him are you going to go after any other media companies or anything like that you know why corker and he he said they were a singularly sociopathic bully and then later he said it was one of the greater philanthropic things that i've ever done <laughs> he really, oh, he really fucking hated these guys. Now he he never actually said that he hated them because they outed him as gay, did he? Yeah. He he just made up other reasons and said that you know he just didn't like their publication, that sort of thing. Is that correct? No, no. He was he was quite open about the fact that the them writing that article about him really pissed him off, and he said the whole reason for oh, okay. him doing this was the Nick Denton comment underneath that article where he was questioning why he didn't want to know that everyone was gay. So, two sentences. Imagine writing two sentences and it costing you yeah. $140 million. Yeah. 141.5 million. No, 140.1. <laughs> the 0.1 is AJ oh, Delario's point. Point 0.1. Is $100,000. <laughs> and hilariously, <laughs> most people leave it off because it's like, why would you say $140.1 yeah. million? Dollars? Just say $140 million. So, it's a footnote, basically. No one mentions it, but it has destroyed AJ Delorio's life. So basically, something that everybody yeah. glosses over has destroyed this guy's life. That point one. <laughs> that is amazing. That is that is beautiful. The Hulk Slayer gets justice. Thiel gets his justice over a Facebook <laughs> comment. Yeah, it was... Essentially. I know it's not a Facebook comment, but you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, if I was held accountable for every comment I've ever made on Facebook, I would be in the hole so fucking far. <laughs> you wouldn't, you would be. you wouldn't have, like, 
defamed any person particularly and ruined, you know. Not anyone who's rich at the moment. <laughs> if you though. were held accountable for things that you said in private while you thought you weren't being recorded, then you'd be in yes. trouble. Oh, oh absolutely. Yeah. As, as would, I think, everybody on the face of the earth. Not me. I'm a boy scout. Exactly. But- <laughs> Squeaky clean Glenn. Okay, so. You know what I, I think? I think before, you know, it got to this point, um, Gorka really should have asked themselves. What you gonna do when Hulkamania runs wild on you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he went wild oh, on big time. <laughs> um, so... Uh, it's time for everybody's favourite segment, Morgan's Movie Review. Morgan! 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 Morgan's Movie Review. Uh, Nobody Speak, Trials of the Free Press 2017 is a load of shit, but it is well made. What a fucking piece <laughs> of shit. But it is well made and presumably convincing if you didn't know the full story. So. This movie is about the, uh, or at least half about the uh, Teal and Hulk Hogan versus Gorka case. The movie starts with AJ Delorio reading an email about the $230 million hold on his account. But this is inexplicably presented as a mean, unjust thing to do to him rather than a hilarious and fair punishment for being a giant cunt all of his life. Uh, any document that paints AJ Delorio as a sympathetic character is giving you a one-sided view. Let's be clear. The film includes a story about Sheldon Adelson, who undoubtedly did some dodgy shit with a Las Vegas newspaper. However, considering the film's narrative that we should all be terrified about billionaires controlling media outlets, there was no mention at all of Carlos Slim and only brief mention of Jess, Jeff Bezos. And that mention called mm. him a steward of journalism. Quite sycophantic, I thought. <laughs> I understand the difference between Bezos openly buying the Washington Post and Slim openly bailing out the New York Times with $250 million before becoming their largest shareholder. But do you really think the Washington Post can independently and accurately cover Silicon Valley and Amazon? Do you really think the New York Times can independently and accurately cover illegal immigration and corruption in Mexico? Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> the documentary... <laughs> the documentary spends half of its runtime on the story of Gorka being taken down by Hulk and Teal, then splits the rest of the time between Adelson and Trump, painting them both as evil right-wing billionaires who are hoping to silence every critic. Yeah, that's right. Everyone in the media is so scared to attack Trump, and that's why he never gets criticised. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I give it a 4 out of 10 just because this movie shows you how to craft a narrative. The filmmaker's task was to defend a media outlet that publicly posted a sex tape of a person who didn't know they were being filmed in private. Seriously, I don't think you could make Gorka appear sympathetic, and you didn't, but good on you for trying. <laughs> I'm looking forward to this guy's next documentaries entitled How to Drown Cats and Charles Manson Portrait of a Sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> I um when I was watching it, it, uh, it must have come out in what 2017. Yeah, yeah. So that explains why they had to talk about Trump because every documentary, regardless of topic, uh, that came out oh, after no. the 2016 election had to shit on Trump. Every um, Netflix documentary when they get were- a contract with Netflix, if you don't somehow call Trump a shithead, that's right. 
That's right. That's why mm. the Obamas now have a contract with them. Um, but when they were playing all the clips of Trump talking shit about the media and all the commentators were saying, like, how bad it is and uh, he's an authoritarian, he's a fascist, he's trying to silence the media, I was laughing my fucking ass off at all the stuff he was saying to the media. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. They were trying to paint him as a bad man, but it was the funniest shit I've ever seen. They showed, like, three clips of him and Jim Acosta going against each other. Oh. Jim Acosta, <laughs> live from the border, Acosta. It was funny as fuck. Yeah, the, the, you can't you can't show an interaction between Jim Acosta and Donald Trump and make Donald Trump look bad. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I I just thought that was so ridiculous that they they were trying to suggest that Trump is trying to silence the media when you know they they didn't go after obama for eight years and he jailed more whistleblowers than any other president before him that's right um hmm. but you know he didn't want to attack the journalists or whatever but he didn't have to because they were all on his side and then trump gets in trying to suck his dick yeah trump gets in and they're talking about how trump's trying to silence them all it's like have you read like 99 percent of media coverage against trump is negative like if he's trying to silence yeah. you don't worry about it it's not happening <laughs> yeah, that's right <laughs> you know, Jesus. Um, they also spent a lot of time in the documentary shitting on Peter Thiel and you know trying to paint him as like this evil uh, eccentric billionaire. And he is an eccentric billionaire, but I don't buy the evil part because they 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 smeared him pretty bad. They took him out of context on things where I was like, oh shit, I didn't know that about Peter Thiel. And then I look it up and it's like, oh, okay, that was actually bullshit. Like they, yeah, they talked yeah. about how he's um, like one of the main pioneers of seasteading. Um, and they made it out like that's a bad thing. I think it's a fucking awesome thing. It's a libertarian utopia. Yeah, but they made it sound building building floating cities outside the jurisdiction of any country. That's a fucking dream. Yeah, but they they also took him out of context to say that he doesn't think women should vote. Uh, they yeah. they said that he believes that uh, people can rejuvenate themselves with blood of young people, like they get a blood transfusion. When he's never taken That's one right. of these, he just invests yeah. in like a bunch of fucking things, and he's ex- he's oh. interested in how people can extend um, the the length of human life. So he's he's investigating, you know, he's investing in a lot of different things like this, and then you know, yeah, he's got so much money he can invest in anything that even remotely yeah, interests him. Exactly. So you're saying that the the documentarians uh, applied. Gawker level journalistic <laughs> standards to their documentary. Yeah, I guess so. The other thing that really annoyed me yeah. is that, you know, Peter Thiel is a libertarian and they said that Peter Thiel doesn't believe in democracy. He believes that, you know, a country needs a strong man dictator. And I was like, there's no fucking way Peter Thiel said that. Like, that was my first clue. I was like, yeah, that's, there's that's no the way any libertarian has said that they need a strong man dictator. And they actually said that. they A strong man dictator like Donald Trump, you know. So, I was like, bullshit. Oh. So, I, I spent ages what? trying to Google this and figure it out. And the only thing I can, I can just, like, maybe figure out that they were trying to say is that he wrote an article where he said that he doesn't think democracy and freedom are compatible. So that's like an anti-democracy stance. And I guess in their binary worldview, it's like, if you don't have democracy, yeah. you have a dictatorship. So, um, when so he's uh, really, he's talking about... Like, I wonder why he hates the media. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, all these articles, like this one about, you know, Peter Thiel thinks that, um, you know... Young blood is going to save him or something like that. All these, all these articles about Teal. Peter Teal bays in the bloods of innocent yeah, virgins. That's essentially what it, what the headline was. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Peter Teal injects himself with 
baby's blood or some shit like that. Yeah, and all these came out after it turned out that he had uh, taken down Gorka. So, like, they were all, like, all the media were like, holy shit, we got to get this guy now. So, they came out with the most ridiculous smears on him. But, you know, he's he's not an evil person that they were painting him out to be. So, it was was very weird when they started smearing him. I was like, what the fuck's going on? Anyway, Brad. All these headlines remind me of that Simpsons episode where Homer gets accused of being a sexual person. <laughs> yeah, and that's, like that's real life now, Brad. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, there, there, there's Mr. Simpson in the oven, rotating slowly. <laughs> here's here's a real degrees. Here's a real hot take for the audience. But uh, that yeah. that Simpsons episode is the hashtag Me Too movement. <laughs> well, screenshots in that episode were going around because it was, um, yeah. Yeah, there was scarily there was accurate. Stuff, there are some quotes in that that are uh, potentially quite apt today. Anyway, Brad, do you want to do your power rankings for today? Yeah, yeah I might uh, roll out some power rankings. Uh, now, as a special surprise to you boys, uh, I've uh, also come up with my own uh, intro thing. Oh. So I'll just uh, get yeah. that up. And uh, here it is. Brad. Brad. Brad's power ranking. <laughs> what, Brad? What the fuck? What the fuck? <laughs> I think it's pretty original. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? That's my theme. That's, uh, no, it's not. That is Morgan's movie about? review. That is uh, completely different. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, Brad. Never heard anything like it before. It's uh, <laughs> original, OG. Um, yeah. Uh, do, do your fucking power rankings. All right, uh, so this week's uh, Power Rankings after my super original <laughs> intro there. There's no the likes of which have never been heard before. Uh, uh, <laughs> top celebrity sex tapes. Oh, good one. Yes, uh, so we will be counting from... These are the best celebrity sex How tapes. How many? Uh, five, we're going five. Okay, and, you're and starting we're going from five to one. Is five, five one, the so. best or the worst? Five will be the worst of the best. Cool. The worst of the... Okay, so it's still good. Yeah. yeah. But five isn't as good as number four. etc. And yeah. one is the best ever. Yes. All right. Number five. Okay. Rolling you're gonna on go, in. You're going to go from five to one. Rolling on in yes. at number five. All right. Rolling in at number five. Tonya Harding. Uh, <laughs> her sex take features her at peak uh, performance, so she, when she was at the <laughs> peak of her abilities. Uh, sporting a mullet that uh, will make your eyes water. It's beautiful. <laughs> um, so basically, before she was busting knees, she was making guys bust a nut. Uh, <laughs> and she makes this list purely for the mullet as well because uh, she she is just sporting. She's wearing that the shit out of that mullet. Very nice. And it's, it's glorious. Um, again, I, I studied these in detail. So uh, <laughs> purely for the list. Of course. Um, I have no interest in these uh, in elsewise. The uh, <laughs> I'm basically a martyr So, you know, c- come at me with that hate uh, Thank you for your sacrifice I know uh, Is uh, Keely Hazel uh, She's a Briti- British Keely glamour Hazel. model I don't know yeah. who that is uh, Well, she's a British glamour model And she has some sizable assets uh, If you know what I'm talking <laughs> about And in the in the tape She uh, she gives a BJ with enough suction To make a Dyson blush So <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's pretty impressive. Uh, the video loses points and drops down the list uh, because the second half of the <laughs> the video is just man ass pointed towards the uh, the camera while her partner plows her into next week. So, um, 
I just slides a few places. Keely Hazel on Google Images, and uh, I'm going to need a link to that video, please, Brad. <laughs> uh, more than happy to oblige. Uh, number three. This is an oldie but a goldie. Uh, Katie Price. I don't mm. know if you boys remember Katie Price. She's no. uh, British as well. Her and Peter Andre going at it. It's it's prime British action. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Peter Andre does his darndest to get her there, if you know what I'm talking about. Uh, but ultimately, she requires the assistance of a vibrator that sounds like a chainsaw. <laughs> so she's got that going for it. Uh, <laughs> Katie has her, her peak performance, you know, prime jugs, which she was famous for, on display. <laughs> and the video gets bonus points. Because <laughs> Peter Andre goes toe deep in her in a spa at the end, oh. <laughs> and I am not kidding about Good that. So. Good yeah, you can you can make these descriptions brief if you like. Nah, <laughs> um, I put the effort in. I'm reading them. I, I like I said, I, I study these in uh, in graphic detail. Some detail, some detail. Uh, number two, Paris Hilton. Um, ah, the OG. The OG. Well, I mean. The sex is pretty average in the video. I don't know if you boys have seen it. I have, but it's yes. a world-class PJ with excellent lighting and camera angles. So <laughs> it's got that going for it. And also, how often do we get to see a billionaire, a future billionaire, take a load on the tits? <laughs> you know? Yeah. It also gets bonus points from the commentary, for having commentary from Hoopst the load was delivered by. Hoopst. Uh, <laughs> Uh, his name's Rick Solomon, by the way, and it was distributed by Red Light uh, District Video. So there you go. Just a little fun fact there. Um, number one. This is a bit drum roll. Brrr. Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee, the oh. OG sex tape. Um, it was the original big celebrity sex tape, uh, and it's the only tape on our list that starts in a car and ends in a boat. So just a fun <laughs> fact there. Um, <laughs> it features Pamela Anderson in her prime and her then-husband Tommy Lee, and boy, does he show? Does she show her wild side? She's got looks to kill, and is an absolute live wire. After I finished this one, they had to kickstart my heart. Hepatitis, anyone? <laughs> <laughs> now the uh, the more astute people want to notice that I threw in a few uh, Motley Crue song titles. There. Yes, uh, did. excellent song. Uh, wild side, looks that kill, live yeah. wire. Yeah. If you, if you didn't know. Anyway, um. <laughs> We've also got uh, uh, an honourable mention. You did the honourable mention between two and one. No, no. That, that was, was number, number one. one. You should do you an honourable mention between two and one. Ah, uh, throw me at the end. Honourable mention, Kendra Wilkinson. Um, she could have easily made the list, but I didn't want to talk about... Uh, but I wanted to talk about Tonya Harding, so... Uh, she dances and rides like... Uh, dances then rides like a champ in the video. She gets a double honourable mention... Um, because the future wife of Hugh Hefner was slumming it with a guy who looks like a discount copper cab. Oh. <laughs> this guy is not an attractive man, but <laughs> can fuck. So, <laughs> points. Um, dishonorable mention goes to Kim Kardashian and Ray J. Because there it is. It is one of the the worst sex tapes you'll ever see. It's weird. It cuts into like black and white. She puts in no effort, uh, no effort at all. Um, it's just shit. Like, I don't know how it launched her empire, and it gets double dishonorable mention for launching that empire. So, there you go, boys. That was that was your best one yet, Brad. Another one in the pipe there, boys. Back it up. No <laughs> pun intended. <laughs> ah. um, that was good. Yeah, it was good. Great intro as well. <laughs> uh, Wait, you don't like the intro? I put the effort, extra yeah, effort in this week. Right, so, cool. are there any questions you guys want to ask me about the case? Anything you think I might have missed? Or are we feeling good? Uh, I'm I feeling pretty we, good we, with your information. Yeah. I just want to give a note to the audience, um, just so they're not confused on the pronunciation. 
It is Peter Thiel and not Peter Thiel like Brad's been saying all episode. I've been saying Thiel. No, you haven't. Have I? You're going to listen to this and be embarrassed. Oh, well. All right. If I've been saying Thiel, my apologies. I'm not really that upset over it, though. Very humble of you, Brad. (laughs) Anyways, uh, to end this episode, let me just read something else about Corker, and then we'll finish it. During Discovery, Terry Belay's lawyers asked Corker for all the cease and desist letters they had ever been sent, and Corker bragged that they would need two lawyers working for at least a few days to organize all of their cease and desist letters. (laughs) <laughs> they crossed Scumbags. a lot of motherfuckers and one of them was a billionaire who fucked him right back uh, <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode we'll see you next time well it's not mine because mine isn't that size but we were discussing the length of Hulk Hogan's seriously? so you, you no seriously I do, I do not have a 10 inch penis no I do not seriously <laughs> thanks for listening everyone Uh, make sure you subscribe to us on itunes or your podcasting platform of choice follow us on soundcloud to make sure that you get new episodes as soon as they are available Uh, you can follow us on our social media channels facebook twitter instagram and i just found out today there is a subreddit for us Uh, so hit up reddit.com slash r slash brad is a bad person and leave us uh, rate and review us on iTunes. That really helps us out. And share this episode with your friends.
train, say your prayers, eat your vitamins, be true to yourself, true to your country, be a real American. Whew.